Hey, welcome to the Real Estate After Dark. I'm your host, Larry Castleberry. And to my, I want to say my left and your right, we have... June King. What's up, June? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Long I'm week. Gonna, I know. It's been a long week. Yeah. But, you know, we here. We here. We We're are here. favored. We are here. Yes. I love it. So we got episode two. Yes. Exciting. I know. Two down. A lot more to go. A lot more to go. I was going to put a number on it, but I don't think I should put a number no, on it. No, no. But, but I do like the, I like where it's going. This is awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, everybody out there in the world gets a chance to share this platform with us and see us take them on a journey. I know they're at home. Mm-hmm. They're relaxed. They got their flip-flops on. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their footies on. Yeah. And they, you know, you know, people want to know about home ownership. Right. So I'm really excited about that. And we get a get a chance to catch up this week. Right. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. Cool. And you know, homeownership is like a huge investment, right? Oh, and course. so it's one of the biggest investments. And the so, biggest, yes. I would say. And so we're giving out information to help people, which is free, right? Yes. And so most people don't do that, right? Okay. And they just try to get you into something. And so we're giving out this information so right. we can advise everyone on how to do the biggest investments. I think of it's course. phenomenal. Quick question. Is the game to be sold or to be told? Oh, you know what? I see little sayings, right? Especially <laughs> like in the lending aspect, yes. right? Because I work, I told you, everyone should know I worked in the car. I went more corporate at first. Right. And so that's what they used to say all the yep. time. I think it's, it's it's okay to share it. Okay. I do. I, I don't think that um, it's a game. I yes. think it's I think it's okay to share it because it's yes. a lot of information. So, if you've never done this before, especially mm. on the lending aspect, right? We have right. training all the time, yes. right? So Same I can us. tell you the information, and then next year it'd be different. So it, it's true. Yeah. And state, the state, yes, could be so totally different. different too. So yeah. I think people should know. I think consumers are a little bit more advanced than they right. have been in the past because of the whole meltdown in the market. Everyone knows 2007, 2008. You know, people were just, you know, getting into those funny loans, right. which no one knew, you mm-hmm. know, because people were just refinancing, buy, sell quickly. Then the market crashed. And so I think it's more, I think consumers are more advanced now, which right. is a great thing. They know how to protect themselves. Yes. Definitely. Well, yes. cool. What's yeah. going on, Big Paul? What's going on, man? I'm good. You good? I'm all good. Awesome. Yeah, good. Awesome, man. I love me some Paul. Well, cool. Well, this first segment of we're going to go into uh, frequently asked questions this show. So I think this is going to be pretty awesome. I think people want to know, you know, what is it about me buying a house? So we're really going to get a chance to kind of dig in that today. Uh, this segment is sponsored by U.S. Health. Uh, Carlos Qualls is a licensed health care benefits advisor here in Texas. Uh, but he also is licensed in Arizona, Arkansas, Illinois, Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Oklahoma, Utah, and Virginia. Carlos offers one-on-one assistance in helping to give people peace of mind with their health care. He specializes in small businesses, but has several individual clients as well. His plans offer assistance with monthly premiums and deductibles. They utilize the Cigna network in order to make sure their clients are taken care of no matter the circumstance. Direct contact 817-630-1842. That's 817-630-1842 or email carlos.qualls at ushealthadvisors.com. That's carlos.qualls at ushealthadvisors.com. And man, my buddy, Carlos, I've known him for years. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if you just know of anybody 
that really wants to get their policy looked over, he's a really good contact of mine. Really, I think really it's good. good to have. I mean, because you get penalized now for not having health insurance on your taxes. That is true. Yeah, that's so. true. And he also he also uh, offers incentives. So if you recommend anybody, get at them. You know, that's yeah. a, it's a little bit of incentive in there, and I like incentives. Right, and the preventive care. Right, having the health insurance. Being, you know, before you don't wait until you get sick. This is like you have right. car insurance, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't wait until you get in an accident to, ha- to have auto insurance, right? So it's important. Health insurance is important. The right. older I get, the more I think, oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we got to have people take us through situations. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, if I get hurt or I get sick and I'm in a hospital, what's that going to cost me? Right. You know, we right. know the bottom line. A million bucks. <laughs> yeah, how much is that going to mean? <laughs> you know, some people say, oh, you just need this. Just get it. No, I mean, how much is going to cost me big time? Right. You know, so I love that. But can we get real? real Let's be real. Okay. (laughs) Let's get it right quick. Let's get into these FAQs. Yes. Um, Let me ask you a question. Um, Should I talk with a bank before I buy a house? Absolutely. Or even start looking at a house? Absolutely. Because you don't, the reason why, and the reason why it's important is because you don't want to be disappointed. Okay. I see it. So, for example, if you can only qualify for a two hundred thousand dollar home, but you're looking at a four hundred thousand dollar home, of course, the four hundred thousand dollars is going to look a lot different oh, than yeah. the two hundred thousand dollar home. So, I've seen this before. Okay, because uh, a lot of people, what they do is they start looking first before they get pre-approved, and then they're disappointed. And then when they're disappointed, they feel discouraged yes. because they can't qualify. Instead of just doing the pre-approval process, know where you are and start looking at homes. Because I'm pretty sure you'll like some homes that are yeah. working your budget. Yeah, I see it. And when I say I see it all the time, and they get disappointed because I'm like, listen. Of course you like that four hundred. I like that four hundred thousand dollar house. Yes. But your budget is two hundred and thirty thousand. Now you can find a really nice home, but at that point they got their mind made on the four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. They see all the amenities for four hundred thousand, and, and they, they like get them numbers. Yeah, they like them numbers. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times I get people. Um, okay, Zillow. Okay, right. so the reason why it's really important to have a realtor. Right. <laughs> to have a realtor is because Zillow is not a realtor. Okay. So I know it's a good site Facts. to kind of look at. Right. Facts. And so what Zillow has is they only have the principal and interest payment. Right. They don't have all the payments on there. They right. don't have the taxes. the taxes. They don't have homeowners insurance. Which varies from county to county. Yes. yes. Uh, how much money you put now, you have to pay private mortgage insurance. But we'll talk about that on a different episode. Of course. And things like that. BMI. So it's very, Yeah. So yes. it's important to have a realtor so that realtor can explain. And then that home might not even be available. That is true. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Great. Thanks for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Okay. And so... Um, Cost inspection, title fees, escrows, down payment, and closing costs. So we kind of hit on that a little bit on, yes. on what about you about the cost. Yes. Yeah. So when you when you meet a client, mm-hmm. do you tell them about the inspection at first? Is that is that do you require mm-hmm. everyone to do an inspection? Not necessarily. Um, I think you know, being a seasoned agent as myself, mm-hmm. a lot of times you can go on those situations and kind of know, mm-hmm. you know, from your eye. And it's all about you know making it a partnership. Mm-hmm. With you and your client mm-hmm. uh, on what's the the home health of the house is like, okay, you know, or even a buyer, you know, if I was on a buying aspect and I got a chance to like show people houses and then really walking through with them with a just an overall perspective of home health and what I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, over the years when it comes to just home health, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about just really stating the obvious of things, but really working with them to make it the ultimate decision for them on finding the right home. Right. You know, and yeah. a lot of times you for me, it's more or less putting it in terms of dollars and cents. 
Right. You know, I'm yeah. really more of a dollars and cents guy and then move on. So it's like, wow, okay, this kitchen, um, what you're telling me is going to need some upgrades. Okay, let's talk about, you know, what that would factor into your buying process of how much money you would have that you were willing to spend. So, you know, what you say, you know, roughly 15000 would take us to take this this kitchen up a notch and you'll be like, yeah, 15,000. Hey, are you willing to, you know, put 15,000 into this kitchen Mm -hmm. or are you willing to try to find and look for a house that you don't have to put in Mm 15,000? So it's really all about just walking through with the client, what they like, the dislikes, and then allocating to make the best decision. All right. I think I I agree with that. And then also to a a wise woman that wasn't in the industry, she told me Mm -hmm. is that, Typically, you have 30 years to live in this home. So don't expect to put everything, like fix everything within the first year. Because you have 30 yes. years. So you yeah. you take you take phases. So I agree with that. Okay, so Larry, let's yeah. talk about this because I hear this a lot. And I hear this a lot from my clients too. And I have a different perspective on it. But I really want to know what's your perspective on it. Should I buy or continue to rent? Man, that's a loaded question because it's definitely an individual question, mm-hmm. but it's more of a question of comfortability, I right. would say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really all about, you know, where you are in your career, where you are with your family, mm-hmm. and do you see your family growing? Mm-hmm. You know, for one, um, when you start looking at it from a financial perspective, mm-hmm. saying that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm allocating a lot of my, you know, money, you know, each month to someone else's house. Right. Someone else's property. So you have uh, questions like, man, you know, what I like to start gaining equity, you know, that is mine, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's really, you know, I, I think that from a overall standpoint, it's really back to the numbers mm-hmm. and it's affordability right. really for me. And then when you start to allocate things that's going on in your life and what you can predict and not predict, mm-hmm. then it's more or less like, you know, what I, I can afford it. Right. You know, I can afford it. And that's why we have people like you that are, you know, that would love to take people out and just, you know, I'm not a financial advisor or anything, mm-hmm. but me either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't call, don't call asking me about, you know, Hey, yeah, but I, I should I buy that Tesla it. big time. I'm like, I don't uh, know, man. Uh, no, wait till you buy the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, don't ask me about that. But I think that, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's really a more of a decision that you really have to allocate, like where are you going to be past, present, future, right. and then uh, more affordability. And are you ready to take on those responsibilities of what it takes for, you know, with carrying a house? Because okay. house definitely has, you know, it's, it's hidden cost in there with maintenance. Right. And also, um, you know, but the biggest thing for me is just, it's definitely a really good investment opportunity. Mm-hmm. for yourself and then also start building, building some equity so because people always say when i so when i tell them because i you know i factor in so you have when you have when you make a mortgage payment mm-hmm. you have your principal and interest mm-hmm. then you have your taxes and then you have your homeowner's insurance and if you don't put a certain amount of money down you have which is that private mortgage insurance right. so your payment consists of four components right mm-hmm. so when people say well, I thought they said it was cheaper to to rent than buy. And so what I do is I try to get them to compare like right. apples and oranges, oranges right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, if you're living in a one bedroom apartment, it's eight hundred dollars, but you buy a house, it's thirteen to fourteen hundred. A house is at least starting at a three bedroom, right? right? And so do you kind of tell your customer, do you ever get that like question like, I thought it was cheaper to buy than rent? Right. Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, when you start allocating all of those other things that are 
you know, things that are tax free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that you're not paying additional things on and interest and things on. So those things start to add up. Mm-hmm. And you do have to have a, someone that's a little bit more knowledgeable to break those things down for you to see where you're kind of investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's very, you know, you know, it's beneficial. You just have to see where it could work for you in your budget. Right. You know, I wouldn't take you out to your house. You go, I love it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see where, where this works for you financially. Yes. So I'm having them calling you yeah. and say, hey, can you run these numbers for me and mm-hmm. see what it looks like based on, you know, my pre-approval and what it would look like. And so people are seeing those numbers and like, okay, well, let's go for it. Yes. We can't go for it without... You know, without looking at without the looking at the numbers, the numbers is important. <laughs> the know? numbers are definitely. But important. it's also great to accept, you know, to set the expectation up front, mm-hmm. and that's what I think that's um, you really have to do as a realtor. You have to set the expectations. You have to set the levels of where we're going to go at, and making sure we have the right house for you. Because we don't, I don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to do is I want to set you up for success, mm-hmm. and and letting people know that this is a partnership. I like what you said, setting the right expectations, because that's the biggest thing is um, I I remember when I first, first got in the industry, Mm -hmm. just wanted to please everyone. So I really wasn't setting up the right expectation because I thought that it was benefiting the the client. Then everyone gets frustrated at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. And so setting the right expectation is huge. I I set that up from the beginning and throughout the whole process. So that's a good point. Yeah, I learned that from, um, you know, my mentor, Darian Hall. He was like, man, you, you know, part of our job is. you know, it's risk assessment, mm-hmm. but it's also being a, um, uh, you know, what, what was the word he used? Uh, manage, managing emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Managing emotions. So it's always, you know, my idea of what managing emotions could be different than your idea of management emotion, managing emotions. Right. So it's really good to kind of set that expectation when you're going to go through, you know, the um, the inspection process and, Right. And things of that nature. When we get the appraisal back, mm-hmm. what, does that, what does that look like? Right. And things of that nature. Oh, we, they're countering us, you mm-hmm. know, on an offer for a house. What does that look like? And things of that nature. Oh, the repairs. Oh, how are we going to figure that out? Right. You know, so yeah, it's it's managing emotions and mm-hmm. managing emotions if you, you know, things don't go in your favor because mm-hmm. it is going to, you know, yeah. you know how this business is. Some Ooh, things yeah. are unfavorable. Yes. And some things are. So yes. I just say you got to have more wins than you have losses. You, you know, do. That's why I would go on. So let me ask you a question. What is an earnest money deposit? I get that question a lot. Like earnest? earnest? Is that somebody's name? Right. My cousin's name Ernest. Ernest, right. yeah. Ernest Jean. Okay? Yeah, Ernest going to get his money. <laughs> so Ernest, and so a lot of people get this a lot, right? Why I got to put Ernest money down? So mm-hmm. Ernest money is just kind of like a good faith deposit. Yeah. So say you purchase a home and it's 100000 and it's typically 1%, 1% right? Yep. So yeah. you put $1,000 down. You don't lose the $1,000. Yeah, it's like okay? a down payment, right? So if you have to put $4,000 down on your home, they're going to deduct the earnest money, which is the $1,000. That just kind of gives good faith. It's like if you just think about it. If you were selling a house right. and if no one had any skin in the game, yeah. then they could just walk and it, it doesn't affect them. But if you got $1,000 in the game, yeah. you ain't going to so easily walk because you saw another house. Right. So it's kind of like it's a protection for the, the seller and it's a little bit of protection for you because then you don't have to worry about them actually going out there trying to get someone else to buy the house that you put a contract on. So it makes right. the contract legal. Yeah, of course. And even on my end, I've seen, you know, double earnest deposits. I've seen stronger earnest deposits. And mm-hmm. it's a, you know, uh, external way of communicating. Hey, mm-hmm. this person is serious. They're vested. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to move forward. 
So yeah, I mean that earnest. That earnest, yeah. The earnest is important though. So everyone, they don't. I don't think that they in their mind mentally get that. But after I explain it to them, they they get it back. Right. You know, they just subtract it. It's just kind of they're like, oh, I never heard that. And I'm like, yeah. Right. So that's that's a fee that you want to be expecting to to pay when you find a home because you already have your down payment, right? Definitely. Unless you use the down payment assistance. But a lot of times you still have to bring, even when you use the down payment assistant, you still have to, to bring, bring some, money. some money. So you want to have a little safety net. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. It. Okay. Larry, so who pays these realtor fees when buying a home? You know, in most cases, it's the seller that's paying. So, you know, when I, when I talk to a lot of my buyers, you know, when we're having our consultations, they're mm-hmm. like, man, who do we got to pay you? I'm like, no, I'm free. You know, they're like, what? You know, so it'd be surprising how many people you ask that question. You know, my buyers, they think that, you know, they're paying for your services. Right. You know, the seller is paying, paying me. So you're like, you know, I don't work for free, but, you know, I'm definitely going to give you, you know, the biggest, the best representation that I totally can. So with me, it's really going through and letting them know, you know, upfront what that looks like you know, from perspective, mm-hmm. and then going back and peeling the layers and letting them know what they're going to get. Right. You know, they're going to get someone that's going to go out and um, lobby in their um, in their favor to get the best home, mm-hmm. get a clean contract. And what I mean by, mean by clean contract, something that's going to look very favorable for the seller. You know, this person, mm-hmm. hey, here's the earnest money, you know, communicating with the other real estate agent, mm-hmm. letting them know they have a compliant realtor on the right. other side yeah. because it's definitely um, a big part of our job is to work with compliant people in, the, in this industry Yes, and communicating that with um, your buyers who you're partnering with, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, one of the biggest financial um, transactions they will ever do, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And so it's just letting them know that, Hey, you know, I've done this a while. Um, there's going to be certain scenarios that's going to be, um, we're going to have to manage those emotions, but Hey, you got, you know, someone that's definitely qualified, someone's competent, that's going to help them win in this situation. So, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's free, man. It's free. It's, it's free. free. But, that's it, awesome. but, but there's also another end to it. Um, you know, with just helping out, uh, on the buyer side, you know, there's, there's a lot of incentives out there mm-hmm. for people that are looking for home, um, looking for homes when they're, when they're talking to realtors. So a lot of times I, I would urge if you're looking for a house and you do have a buyer's agent that's helping you find one, mm-hmm. hey, ask them, hey, do you offer any rebates or any incentives with me, uh, with you helping us find a home? It's not a bad question to ask. Right. That's and, and a lot of times I like to do it on the front side and don't I'm not having them ask me. Right. So um, if anybody's ever interested on what those incentives or what those rebates look like, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I can um, not that not that it's different in every case, but, you know, there there's, you know, people need help in different kind of ways. I do. I agree. So, I mean, because the, the market is different. Yeah, it is. And so you do need sometimes you do need some assistance. Right. And so tell them, Larry, how can I how can I contact you? Even though they should know because they're subscribed to our, our podcast. Yes. But in case you're new. Well, that's the easiest. You know, the easiest way is definitely uh, reach us out through our uh, real estate after dark podcast mm-hmm. on Facebook. Definitely love to talk to you uh, directly there. Or That's, Instagram. Or Instagram, too. Yep, Real Estate After Dark on Instagram. And I told Larry today he need to get a Twitter. Now, I don't know how to do that tweet, tweet, Twitter. I don't know Twitter, about that Twitter. But, uh, <laughs> if anybody out there knows how to, like, work that Twitter game, I used to be, I used to be live back in the day on it, but... 
if anybody knows how to, you know, give me a quick tutorial to get back on there, <laughs> you know. I'm pretty sure, Larry, you'll be able I to get it. I can figure it out. You can, can figure it out. I just go yeah. back in there. You be trying to figure out your old usernames. Like, I need to change that up. A lot of politicians are on there. So yeah, maybe, there maybe, they, maybe they can give you some know. points. I don't know. It be moving around a lot in, in those ages. Right. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, what is the difference between pre-qualifying and pre-approval? Okay. Good question. Okay. So pre-qualifying is what I give you. Okay. Pre-approval is what the underwriter gets you. Um, a lot of times. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We got to get real. Okay. Because I feel. Let's be real. <laughs> we got to get real. I'm, I'm oh, I'm sorry. Get... I had to, had to stop you for a minute. Cause... Okay. Okay. Get real. Okay. Remind it back for me again. Go, just, okay, just so I, I, I'm, I'm about to go in depth. Somebody out right? there is like, okay. Okay, I'm about to get Sips in depth. Team. <laughs> so, <Let's be> <laughs> so the pre-qualification is what the loan officer, what I will provide, okay. right? The pre-approval is what the underwriter will provide, right? Okay, and the underwriter works for you. The underwriter is the one that approves the, the loan, a okay. part of the process. So this after you find a home, then the underwriter approves the loan. But what we do and what I do, a lot of loan artists don't do this, but what I do mm-hmm. is we have which is called a desktop underwriting system. Okay. So I collect all your income docs. And I calculate it like an underwriter. Okay. And then when I calculate it like an underwriter, then I know what the underwriter is looking for. And I'm conservative because sometimes you can send it to the underwriter and once you find the property and then the underwriter can kind of put it back a little bit. And so you want to make sure that the person is 100% qualified. And then I also ask for the income documents because if okay. you're not invested at the front, then you're not going to be, be invested in through the process. Okay. And I want to make sure your income, because, you know, people don't really know what they make. I know these yeah. are some rich folks out here, okay? Because oh, they say, if my check is short a cent, I'm going like, to be like, HR, I, I need to know. Can I get that money back? Yeah, so people yeah. really don't know. So so it's, it's, it's basically, so I don't want people to get afraid because a lot of people don't know, right? Right. So because he's like, oh, I want the, the pre-approval. But it's really difficult. It's not difficult to get the pre-approval, but if you can submit it to the underwriter. And usually I will right. submit it to the underwriter if the file looks really shaky, right? Okay. Just to make sure they qualify. But because the property hasn't, you haven't found the property yet. Right. It could take days because the underwriter is working it's on things. It's based off of that property. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the underwriter is... When you submit a file to underwriting, if you don't have an address, yes, then they don't see it as a priority. And so they of will course. work on other stuff. And so that could take days. For me, I could just do your pre-qualification within hours. So you have kind of like a, a filter of, of, you know, underwriting already built in what you do. Yes, I so do. You, and based on a case-by-case situation, you can kind of know what to ask for yes, up front. I do. Because you've seen it. I do. You know, you've seen yes. it enough. We have an underwriting system, like, too. You'd be like, underwriter's going to ask for this. Yes. Underwriter <laughs> has a system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we do have a system that the underwriter uses as well. So okay. we can read that and kind of tell. But we've been doing it for so long, so we know kind of what the things that they're going to want. Like if somebody has child support. Right. I know they, I don't have to read that. I know that they're going to ask for mm-hmm. the, the court order. Right. Okay. So they're going to want to show, show proof on what the actual payment is, right? Because right. it could be different from the pay stuff, right? And uh, if somebody receives alimony, right. I know the underwriter going to see if they're going to receive it for the next three years. So I already know what type of documentations that they ask. So we ask lots of questions. Right. Like I get down deep and dirty with you because I ask lots and yeah. lots and lots of questions. You have to. So I get real personal. Okay. Let me ask you. I'm, this is off the radar, but uh-huh. I want to ask you this question. Where do you draw the line, realtor? 
lender, the person that we're helping out, mm-hmm. you know, from a house perspective, mm-hmm. from a financial perspective? What do you see that line? Because some people out there are like, you know, financially, you know, I'm communicating with this person. And then from a house perspective, I'm communicating with that person. Does that cross over a lot for you? Because, I mean, from my perspective, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, from an expectation standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try not to go to that side. So I want you, I, I like everyone to stay in their lane, right? Okay. And so, because yeah. it makes it very difficult if you're trying to process an underwriting like I am, right? Of course. And so I don't really tell the client's information to you. Of course. Right? That's not the only time that you will find out something is going on if... The client has been difficult. We can't provide this. Or a snag came that the customer forgot about or just didn't know. And I was like, okay, this might, you know, I need you to help me with this. So normally, so that way it don't get complicated. Because it yes, can get complicated. It can. If I call if you and be like, Larry, in. I need this, 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 and this, yeah. and that. you be like, oh, okay, let me get that. So yes. so I know how to handle that that situation. Okay. I usually collect everything up before they find a home. And some people want that. Some people want that confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, up front, you know, just getting that, you know, whether it's permission, you know, to, you know, to continue with that confidentiality. Yes. So I, I love that because it, as, as me as a realtor, it really helps me focus on doing things that more realtor based mm-hmm. and creating the experience. Right. Right. You know, so man, I love that. I mean, I had to had to jump in there and get real. I know. On that one <laughs> I just felt like people out there are answering that question, you know? Right. So. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about uh, segment two. Okay. Okay. So the drawings, right? Okay. And yes. Yes. I know. How many people did we Five. get to sign up on our Facebook? So you, we got what's the number? 273. Okay. That's awesome. That's, that's so impressive. we're moving. I love it. Let's be real. Yes. Let, let's be real. We and double want it. More. <laughs> let's <Okay>. double it. <laughs> let's double it. And that's then. awesome. Thank, thanks, everybody, for the support because I really think that, you know, with this platform, I just, I, it's growing. And I see, I'm seeing it growing, you know, from the past week. And I'm just super excited to get to, you know, people reaching out yeah. and say, man, you can come here on TV. I said, I, I think I am. I told my dad, with my know. autograph, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, but I, I think it's really cool because I think that um, people get to see us in a different perspective. And also people want to know what's going on out right. there in this market. Absolutely. So we, we got more stuff coming, but um, how many on uh, Instagram? 79. Real Estate After Dark on Instagram. 79. So that means. I love it. We so got some work to it. do. We got some work. I yeah. know, but I'm not like a really Instagram person. Yeah. We need to post some more but, pictures. But it's different. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we okay, will. I mean, I'm, I got it's, like it's, two it's all about you, you guys uh, reach out to us and what you would like to see, you know, in content wise. You want to see more videos of us, you know, interacting throughout the day or you guys would like us to post like statistics, whatever. However you guys like to be communicated, it seems like a lot of people like to communicate through Facebook. Yeah. Totally fine with that. No problem. But if you want to be, you know, communicate more on Instagram, hey, reach out to us. Yes. You know, definitely email us in some questions or, you know, definitely interact with us because part of our job is interacting with people. So And and just get to kind of know, like, your question because, like, buying a home Mm -hmm. could be the most scariest part of your life, right? Yeah. What you think. But when you have someone, I tell people this all the time, it's going to be a bumpy ride because it's the first time, right? right? And it's so much information, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we're here for you and we're going to walk you through this process. And so some people are scared, right? right? And so I tell them, don't be scared. I like for you to ask me questions. Yeah. And even if, 
you decide that th- this year is not the right year for you. Right. But ask me questions throughout that whole year to get yes. you prepared. Game planner. Yes, game planner. That is. Okay, so one of the things is because you know Larry like to give out gifts. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And so, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not opposed to it, but Larry <laughs> like so. So Larry, when I got hey, here this earlier, is, this is inauguration. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yes. So, so when I got here, Larry wanted me to be prepared for these questions. So we pulled five names, and it wasn't like we didn't do this on purpose. So right. the five names that we pulled, uh, the first one is Ainsley Lowndes. Oh. Okay, and then the mm-hmm. second one is uh, Carrie Smallwood. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday, and Ixis. I, yes, and then and I actually pulled her name, so yeah, you know you did. I know you heard Big Sis, and so I don't know if you think we like Larry did over hey, here man. trying to slide people in. I, I know, right? Yes. <laughs> and then the third one is Kathy Cooper. She has another last name because she got married about uh, about five or six years. I can't never say that last name. I just yeah, know Coop. Don't mess okay, it up. <laughs> right? I know you. <laughs> Coop, Kathy Cooper, and the fourth one was Sean Brown. SB. And then the last one is Tiffany Sanders. Tiffany Sanders. All right. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Um, you guys were the first five followers of yes. our and so we really appreciate it. Love it. Love it. And um, and so we're gonna send out a gift for you this week. Yes. And so we're gonna get all your information and um we don't need too much personal because we're not you're not buying a home right now, but we need right. to get so we be able to get this gift out to you. Yeah. Um, and then also too, we're gonna talk about episode three. Okay. So episode three, the buyer seminar. We're gonna do a buyer seminar. Yes. So Larry and I came up with a date, and you're gonna hear this date often. A lot. Okay. Yes. Because we're gonna promote it. I think it's gonna be really great information. So the date is going to be May 25th. May 25th. 2019. Right. 2019. Uh-huh. Yes. And so, um, so Larry and I are gonna talk about times because yes. we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. But I'm thinking early. You may think later, but the right. times. And so tomorrow, what we're gonna uh, not tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like uh, next week, we're gonna talk about tips for home buyers. Yes, I love it. We're gonna maybe do ten plus. I know there's yeah, a lot plus. of them out there. Yeah, so 10 there's plus. a lot of them out there. Yes, yes. definitely. So, in my realtor friends out there, they got some really good tips. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Let's have coffee. Let's let's talk. Right. Email. You know, let's email. Let's do. Let's Facebook connect. Us. Yeah, please, please. Yes. But I'm excited about that home buyers thing. That's gonna be awesome. I, I mean, they get to talk to you. They get to talk to me. They get to meet some new people. Yeah. You know, so we're, it's going to be live. Yeah, free food. Free it's going to be live. Yes. It's going to be live. And yeah. so we're going to, uh, it's going to be really It fantastic. may be a party. Yes. Yeah. And we'll be able to do pre-approvals on the spot. We sure will. Yes. We want to change some lives. I think that's going to be really important, but also giving people a sense of like, wow, I mean, this this process can actually happen for me. Right. You know, right. so if you, me being a homeowner, you being a homeowner, being mm-hmm. through, you know, various transactions and and seeing that enlightenment on people's face. I mean, it's it what kind of it's what keeps me going. You know? Right. You know, you know, I wouldn't lie if I didn't say a part of it was monetary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, monetarily. But it is. But it is the you know, the beauty of home ownership and having something that's yours and sharing it with your family for the first time. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's amazing to me. And doing whatever you want to do to your house. That's true. Yes, that's that's awesome. So, uh, man, we so we got episode three coming up. That's awesome. Um, man, what you got going on this week? Nothing much. So I guess we're gonna wrap this. Yeah, up. we got yeah, to wrap it up. Wrap yeah, it up. definitely. Well, man, I, I, as much as I enjoy having you here, let's catch up. 
and uh, we'll be ready for next th- uh, episode three. Yes, home buyer seminar May twenty fifth. Uh, next episode tips for home buyers. Thanks for following us. Thank you guys. Let us know if you need anything. Be Bye-bye. blessed.